Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Love is powerful. It eradicates fear, brings us together, and equips us to live out our purpose in the earth. Honestly, I'm not sure there's a problem love couldn't remedy. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your copy of my new book, Love Is Remastered, and join me in making this world a better place by learning to love more intentionally than ever before. This book also supports Traffic 911, which is a local nonprofit that helps youth coming out of human trafficking in Dallas-Fort Worth. You can get yours today at thehannahughes.com slash shop. That's thehannahughes.com slash shop. Okay, now let's get into the episode. Welcome back, you guys. I'm really excited to dive into today's topic because it's all about burnout, which is something I have personally experienced many times, but I'm so thankful to have my friend Megan V. Hill here with us to talk about how we can identify, prevent, and recover from burnout. Megan is a trained life coach for heart-centered creatives who are ready to break up with being their own worst critic and reconnect with their confidence and creative flow. Driven by authenticity, Megan's approach to life coaching is rooted in honesty, simplicity, and love. After coaching over 70 women in the last year, she recently launched her signature program, The Bloomwell Method, designed to equip clients to see their own expansion and blooming happen right before their eyes as they take ownership of their growth. Megan, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this. So we're talking about burnout. What exactly is burnout and how have you experienced it in your own life? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think a lot of people think about burnout as really this culmination of physical and mental and emotional exhaustion, you know, like after you've been stressed for a long time. But I guess I I was trying to think about like, if I could whittle it down to one definition, like how would I, how would I describe it? And especially in my own experience. And I would say it's like when you have lost the joy in what you're doing in your life, in your business, when it's just not there, when the meaning is gone, that's what burnout feels like to me. And it's just really an icky feeling. Yeah. Um, And I feel like a lot of people will also describe it as like, I don't feel like the magic anymore. Mm. You know, I don't feel the specialness anymore. And that for me personally, that is really how I have experienced it. Like when I have just lost that connection to my creativity, um, to excitement. That for me personally is like my lifeblood. Like when that is gone, I know that something, I know that there's a disconnect. Mm. And so that when, when that happens for me, that's when I know that like I'm burnt out and that I need to kind of like push a reset button. So that's kind of how it's like, played out for me personally in my life, but I do see like a lot of those common threads with other people Mm. as well. Yeah. I think disconnect is such a key word and I Mm. think you're so right. I think burnout is an indicator that there is some sort of disconnection or that we've lost the joy. I love that Mm -hmm. you said that. Um, and yeah, this is like totally my story with burnout too. So I, Mm. everything you said resonated with me too. Um, and something that you've mentioned before is that burnout isn't just 
feeling tired or needing physical rest. You know, it's a lot more than that. And honestly, I feel like it's something we probably experience more than we even recognize. Mm. So what are, what are some of the ways that it can actually show up in our lives? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it does. It goes so much deeper than, than physical rest. And I think it just plays out in a multitude of ways emotionally, really for Mm. a lot of us women, especially like, um, lacking fulfillment. Like I mentioned, just lacking kind of a, a, a purposefulness or like a meaningful feeling lacking creativity. I think things just feel dull. They feel mm. lifeless. Uh, overwhelm. I think overwhelm is a really big one. Everything feels yeah. big. Everything feels like a lot. And just like when you don't feel like yourself, I feel like that's a big one that um, can kind of come out when we're feeling this sense of burnout is like, you just feel off. You just feel like not yourself, you know? And so, yeah, it's so much more than like feeling like you need a bubble bath or feeling like you need a nap. (laughs) It's just like, you know, when you aren't feeling like the true essence of who you know yourself to be, Mm. I think that's like a big indicator. Like you're saying, like we're talking, you know, indicators, what are these kind of signs that things are off? And I think those are some of them as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that is so true, especially just, you know, feeling disconnected from yourself, like just feeling, feeling unaligned. And like you mentioned, especially with women, I feel like this is something that happens a lot and I know we're going to get more into this, but just as we're getting started on this conversation about burnout and how it shows up in this journey to living purposefully, why do you think that is like, why do you think when it comes to pursuing dreams and things that we feel are our purpose that we experience as women, we experience burnout? Mm. Well, I think for one, we really believe this story that it should be perfect all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pursue my purpose. I'm going to pursue my dream, this huge thing I wanted to do forever. And then there's hardship and it's like, we feel shame in that alone. And that can, that can burn us out, I think. So that's one thing, but I think that we also believe, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with this, but I think it can lead to some exhaustion. We believe that we have to do it all and we have to do it all now and we have to do it by ourselves Mm. (laughs) as well. And so there's, there's, um, I think this like element of isolation that comes in when we're like pursuing Mm. a goal or something like that for some of us. Um, and when we're just like going so hard, right? We're going for it and we're doing it all. And and that, of course, is going to be really exhausting. Um, and I think that a lot of times we also miss this opportunity to like ask ourselves and check in with ourselves. Like, how can I make this lighter and more fun? Mm. How can I take hold of more joy in this because the reality is that like when we're pursuing things we want to do our purpose it's not it's not a light thing sometimes there is a lot that comes with that and so I think that we have such an open door as women pursuing our purpose or you know things like that that we have an open door to like assess our mindset around pursuing our dreams and living our purpose because i think that we often have this this mindset that like stress is a part of it like we are obligated to yeah. experience burnout we are obligated to um experience stress and so like can we assess our mindset and go 
where can this be more fun? Where can this be lighter? Where can this feel more like me? Um, I think that that can, that alone can alleviate like so much burnout sometimes is just like a tweak like that. Yeah. You know what? That's so true. What you said about feeling that pressure that it has to be right Mm -hmm. now. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a big piece of it. At least for me, I feel that where I get an idea and I'm like, I have to do this right now. Like I Mm -hmm. have to initiate this project. Like if I don't do it now, I'm going to be late to the game or I should Mm -hmm. be further along that feeling of, I should be further along than I am right now. And that Mm. pressure, that sense of urgency that we feel, I mean, that's just set up for burnout. Like we're setting ourselves up for it by putting that pressure and hurry on ourselves when really, like you said, it should be an enjoyable process. That doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, right? but there should be that, um, that fact, the joy in it, yes. there should definitely be joy. There should be, um, enjoyment Absolutely. and it doesn't have to be overwhelmed. So talk to me about overwhelm. Like, what do we do about it? <laughs> mm, yeah. I think recognizing that it's there is honestly like, and, and just bringing it into the light is like the first step of anything. Right. But I think, I think that especially when we have so much on our plate, we're trying to do so much. We want to start the project. Like you're saying, like we want to do all the things we put this pressure on ourselves to like be okay. And to not, and to be like, well, you know, I got all under control. So I'm just like, we just don't even allow ourselves the space and the grace to be like, I feel overwhelmed right now, you know? Wow. And so that's okay. I, I think it's just, it's allowing ourselves a space to say, yeah, this is a lot. And then being able to identify like even just one thing that's overwhelming you. This goes back to like the black and white thinking of, I have to do it all now. Mm-hmm. It's like, even when it comes to like alleviating burnout or overwhelm or whatever, we think we have to like fix it overnight. It's not going to be fixed overnight. But like, what if you just isolated one thing, determined one thing that's making you feel overwhelmed and trying to remedy that? Like, I think like, wouldn't we all feel better if we just started, you know? And I think that's (laughs) that's why we don't start things, you know, because I, I, I can't do it all right now. So I'm not even going to try. And that's the same thing with like alleviating overwhelm and starting to remedy the overwhelm. It's like, we don't even start working on one thing, you know? So just calling it, calling it out, calling it what it is. And then just starting to work on one thing that's making you, you know, even if you're like not the most self-aware introspective person in the world, you can determine one thing right? that's making you feel overwhelmed, you know? Yes. That's so good. I have been there. (laughs) I mean, I feel like (laughs) we've all been there. We've all been there. And, um, you know what, especially as women, I feel like we do get caught up in thinking in terms of things we need to accomplish or Mm -hmm. a level of influence we feel like we need to acquire or Mm -hmm. that's striving to feel significant. Even the pressure we sometimes feel to make our passions a career. Like, Oh, I just, I love what I do. Like I want to monetize it. Like how can I make money? And and you and I have talked about this, how mm-hmm. social media, the rise yeah. of social media has definitely had a hand in this, right? So, yes. so can you talk to us about that? Like, what are your thoughts on this whole mm. social media part, that the, the part that social media plays in this? 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, I do have a lot of thoughts on social media. <laughs> Share them all. Um, yes, yes. I just think that social media offers us more of an opportunity to compare than we even already have in our in our day-to-day life, right? So we have yeah. all this stuff on our plate. We're pursuing all this stuff individually. We have our own personal lives. And then social media on top of that throws in our face everyone else's lives. Right. That is that is a guarantee for hardship <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, and I love social media. I truly do. I think it has brought so much good and I absolutely enjoy it so much. But there's just that reality that like um, it's a big tool for comparison. Um, and whether you use social media for your business or not, I think that there are these societal and cultural and, and communal, like within your own community, um, pressures of how you should, and I'm putting should in air quotes, um, use social media. Right. And any time that we're like subjecting ourselves to, to a manual of how to's of, you know, how you should, whatever, be using something. Um, and when those things don't feel authentic or life-giving to you, of course you're going to burn out. And so like, I feel this a lot. I've talked to a lot of other creative business owners and I know people that even just use it for personal reasons as well. You know, like when you're just on this like rat wheel of, of using it, how you think you should be or whatever, but not doing it in a way that like fuels your soul and feels aligned for you. Um, yeah, it's going to be exhausting. It's going to be, um, it's not going to feel life-giving for you. And so I think comparison and also just like all the shoulds and all the manuals and, you know, just checking boxes. I think that's, that those are some of the reasons why it, it really burns us out so much. Yep. Definitely. I totally agree. And it just, it's just kind of this double-edged sword, right? Cause Mm that's where a lot of community is now. Yes, That's where people are. So it's like, how do I show up Mm -hmm. in a way that, you know, like I'm serving my community. I feel like I'm getting connection, but it's also not like ruining my mindset, you know, like not just my mind's not flooding with all these toxic thoughts of comparison or all the things. Right. So how do we approach this? Mm. I think there's a lot of ways um, to make it a healthy space for you that go beyond just the typical social media boundaries that we hear about, you know, setting, you know, certain times that you're on social media or taking a day off. Those are amazing. And we should absolutely do those. Um, But I think, again, back to this this, um, concept of like identifying like we were talking about with the overwhelm, right? Like what is overwhelming? Kind of the same thing here. Like what is it that is exhausting you about social media? Can you identify that? And is it something that you have to be doing anymore? Because if not, you should stop doing that. Like that's right. a wonderful parameter to um, to set for yourself. Um, what are you doing on social media that you don't want to be doing anymore? Can you shift that? And I think also just like, one thing that for me, I have found to be really fun and life-giving is instead of, especially like as a business owner, I don't know if this applies to people who like use it for personal reasons, but 
um, instead of like looking outside of yourself for all the Instagram research and like what you should do to gain engagement, you know, all of those sorts of things. I just started asking myself, like, what would be fun Mm -hmm. and what, yeah, does this boost engagement? But overall, like, does this align with me? Does, you know, what, how could I use this platform in a way that I haven't used it before? And asking myself that and not going outside of, of myself anymore. And that some people absolutely love and thrive on the research and that's wonderful, but that's just one parameter that for myself has worked wonders for my relationship to the app is just asking myself and just having fun with it, trying things. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a parameter. And then I always, always go back to muting, mute and unfollow, mute and unfollow. Like yes. <laughs> if there are people, and not in a rude way, like I, you know, I'm all about supporting people and, you know, having that community online. But if there are people that you don't even know, and you're really struggling to compare yourself to them and they're showing up in your feed all the time, mute them or yeah. unfollow them even for a little bit. It doesn't mean you don't support them. Um, for me personally, and I know a lot of my friends, like sometimes there's just seasons where you have to mute, you gotta mute them. Yep. Um, so those are some that I, I think have, but I think are just like really, really beneficial and they might not be forever. They might just be for a season, but I really find those to be helpful. Yeah. That's so good. I I love, especially what you said about just asking yourself, because Mm. I have been in that cycle of just getting caught up in what is the algorithm doing? What should I be doing? Okay. I need to post four reels a day and make sure I'm interacting on my story. See certain times throughout the day. And it's like, I cannot base my life around when I should be posting on social media. Like (laughs) that is not sustainable. That is not healthy for me, you know? And again, it's different for every person, but I feel like for me and and you and others who do have a business that is not based on social media, but we use social media a lot in our business. Right. Mm -hmm. So it is important to think about like, okay, this can't take over my life. It is a tool. Mm-hmm. I need to be setting those boundaries and parameters to protect myself from the burnout because I mean, burnout is a surefire way to like lose that motivation. Like you said, lose the mm-hmm. joy. And we don't want that in our businesses, especially when it is something creative or when it's related to our passions, our purpose, something that's really like a heart thing. Yeah. Right? And so we need to protect that. And I have found the same things to be true. Um, you know, instead of focusing on like, what's going to get the most engagement, like, man, what is on my heart that I need to share? And a lot of times that's what comes across better anyway. Yes. People can tell, like they can sense your energy. They can tell when you're just showing up to check a box. They Mm -hmm. know when you're sharing from what's really on your heart. And I mean, even at least for me, I found that even if those posts have less likes, the people it does resonate with, it was like a total win. It was like, man, this came yeah. across. Like it really spoke to the people who needed to hear this. And that is why I keep showing up. Mm. That brings me joy. That, that keeps me motivated. Right. So yeah. maybe even outside of social media, how can we set mm. ourselves up for success and protect ourselves from burnout? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that this, this goes back to asking yourself if you are really creating a life where you are well cared for every single day. And I'm not just talking about like periodic, you know, occasional self-care, you know, even, you know, amazing things like workouts or going for a walk or whatever, like all of that is so important. But I think it is really 
goes back to your relationship with yourself. Like, are you, do you trust yourself? Do you, do you regularly enjoy your life? Like, is that a regular thing for you? How do you talk to yourself? Are you kind to yourself? Because if you, it's, it's like, I view it like a healthy home, you know, if like you are, let's say you're a child in a healthy home, right? Like if, if you are in this environment of love and acceptance and all these things, you're going to thrive. Even if your life is happening and things, you know, come and go and whatever, like if you have that solid foundation and you know, you're loved and cared for, you feel safe. Right. And I think that is, that I think should be our goal in our own self-relationship as well. Because if we're checking in with ourselves regularly, if we are kind to ourselves, if we have this inner environment of safety, like we are so much less likely to burn out because we're checking in, right? We know ourselves, we're cared for regularly. And so I think that so often we try to like slap band-aids on things, you know, and just like try to, you know, remedy the burnout once it, once it comes up. But what about how we are experiencing our life every single day? That's the foundation for everything. And so I think it's, it's work on self-relationship. It's work on how do you feel about yourself, confidence, all these things. That is the greatest foundation for you know, setting yourself up for success and not, and not burning out in my opinion. Yeah. That's so good. And I think you're right. It's not necessarily about waiting until you're burnt out to figure out how to treat burnout. It's really a preventative work. And it is something that really is rooted in caring for yourself. Mm. And that spills out into how you care for others, how you show up in the world, how you show up for your community. It's so important. And and I think as women, we so easily overlook that. I don't know why it's so silly, but it really is like, a simple switch that makes such a huge difference. Like if we would mm. just care for ourselves and steward our minds and all mm. of these things, like we'd really be giving ourselves such a break. Absolutely. I, I think that you hit the nail on the head because we, as women, I think we so often think that self-relationship or, you know, taking care of ourselves is selfish right. um, because we want to be givers. We want to be helpers that's beautiful. But I mean, we've all heard it. You can't give from an empty cup. That is so true. And I think one of the greatest gifts you could ever give your community or your clients or your family or whatever is to be well cared for yourself because Mm. you are, when you can give and live from an overflowing place, like that is a gift to the world. It's such a, like the women in my life that I have witnessed them you know, showing up from a place where they feel well cared for and they are free and they are fulfilled. I am so like richly blessed by them. And I have never, ever, ever once thought, oh my gosh, they're so selfish for caring for themselves. No, I reaped the benefits. It's not (laughs) selfish at all. And so I think it's so, so important. Yes. Like you said, for women to like not overlook that at all or think that it's selfish. Not. Yeah, man, that's so good. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And I have felt the same way um, in interactions with women who do care for themselves. I'm like, man, why don't I do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's refreshing, right? It's it refreshing. Is, it is so refreshing. It really is. And so let's talk about 
the kind of maybe emotional awareness, because I know for some people that might be a new idea. So where would you recommend someone start if they are working on the preventative side of burnout, like checking in with themselves? How do you Mm. check in with yourselves? Like, how do we do that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is a really new concept for a lot of people. I, for so much of my life was so emotionally unaware. Like I never checked in with myself. And I think, and some of my clients like have come with that same feeling. It's like, how do I do that? And I completely understand. And so one of the things that was so, so helpful for me um, and for some of my clients as well, like when starting out and doing this work is just like a daily five minute check-in. You don't have to, you don't have to dive in and like be checking in with yourself, like all throughout the day, just starting this practice of an awareness. So for me, it was like, before I started my work for the day, I set a timer for five minutes and I literally just opened a note on my computer and I just say how I was doing. Like, that's Mm -hmm. it. It wasn't, I didn't complicate it. I didn't do like specific prompts or anything like that. It was just this practice of like, how, how am I really, maybe that's the way to phrase it. It's like, how am I really today? And doing that, I mean, I probably did that for, I don't know, a a month, a month and a half, just that. And that alone started to get my brain really used to thinking about how am I doing beyond, you know, just like going through the motions of my day. And so I think if someone is really new to that practice of like checking in with where you are, that's a wonderful place to start. It doesn't have to be in the morning, you know, it can be in the evening or whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's not about the how necessarily, but just like a, a very doable check-in is an amazing um, place to start just doing it regularly, seeing what comes up for you. And I think that that really organically gets the ball rolling for most people. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think so too. I and that is such a simple practice. Like five minutes, I feel like we can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> totally it's so doable. doable. Yes. yes. Oh, that's so good. So I want to talk about the joy piece again because I really feel like this is a key that so mm-hmm. many of us look overlook when it comes to purpose or doing things that we're passionate about. We mm-hmm. get so focused on the logistics that we forget to have fun sometimes. Yeah. So you're a creative, you work with creatives in business, outside of business. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you recommend people do to add some joy back into their lives? Mm, yeah. I think that especially for those that are um, pursuing their passion in a way that involves work, you know, it's not just a hobby for them. Yeah. Um, I think that allowing yourself to walk away from your work is really good sometimes (laughs) because especially like as creatives, like our life and our work are so like woven together. They're married. Yeah. (laughs) Really hard to separate from, from one another. And so, um, and I'm not talking for a long time, but even if it's like, if you are experiencing so much, just like feeling of obligation, you know, just Mm -hmm. not, you're, you're missing that joy. Like we've talked about here, like can, can you afford to take an afternoon away and go do something that you love in general? Because the joy that you feel doing that will then translate back and give you energy back to do your work. And so I think that we sometimes like spin our wheels 
so hard to try to like feel joy again in our work but what if we just took three hours and did something that we know sparks joy for us and and received the energy from that you know and and then returned to our work and creativity later and so I think like honestly if we are all real with ourselves we know things that bring us joy yeah. Um, we know what fills our cup. It might be like going thrift shopping. It might be baking. It might be doing some calligraphy for an afternoon. I don't know. It doesn't all, I don't, I really don't believe that it has to tie directly to your work, um, or what yeah. you're trying to like regain energy for. Yeah. I think like you are the heart and soul of whatever you're doing, whether it's life, business, whatever. So if you are feeling refilled, that's going to overflow until into your business or whatever. And so I think that that's, that's really a tangible thing to do is like, if you are really feeling burnt out, if you have really lost that feeling of joy, like walk away for a little bit and go do something that um, fills your cup and and makes you feel joy. Or if there are things in your business that you do enjoy, you know, if you're, if you're a visual artist or whatever, you know, and you've just been doing so much admin work or whatever, and you haven't actually practiced your art, well then practice your art. It's just really intentionally doing things that feel good for you. I think it's really as simple as that. That's so good. And I've said this before, you guys, I will say it again (laughs) for the rest (laughs) of my life, but you want to build things the way you want to maintain them. So add joy now in the process, take time now to rest because the last thing you want is to get to the great somewhere, like later Mm -hmm. down the road when you've built this thing and you're so burnt out, but that's what it's required to maintain. And it becomes this big thing where you have to reorganize your whole life, you know, to make it work. So I love that. The, and the cool thing is these are so doable. They're so simple Mm -hmm. and implementable now that I hope you guys really will, will add some joy (laughs) to your life and, and take this to heart. So as we're wrapping up, Megan, what would you say to the woman who's feeling burnt out right now? Mm. You know, I would say that this is not the only way. Um, And I think that, I hope that feels liberating to the woman listening to this that does feel burnt out because a lot of us are, are very used to the idea that burnout is part of our norm. It's very like just status quo it's it's you know and and so i i um i would just say that there there you have options you have you don't have to change it all overnight but you have the opportunity to start to dissect what what led you to this place of burnout and just choosing one of those things and starting to work on that um you don't have to feel this way forever and it's totally up to you to, you know, take hold of this and to change it around. And there's resources and, and, you know, a lot of things at our fingertips, whether it even be just like following someone on Instagram that, you know, talks about burnout or whatever, there's a lot of things that we have accessible to us, um, to inspire us and move us forward. And so I think it's just, 
making a decision to push that reset button for yourself. Like what is your personal reset button? This goes back to what's sparking joy for you. You know, like if you're feeling burnt out and you like, can you go for a run? Is that something you love to do? Like, can you go for a run this afternoon? Would that spark joy for you? Do that. Cause burnout is not, is not, you're not obligated to feel it. And so there's another, there's another way to feel you have options. That's what I would say. That's so, so good. Thank you. (laughs) I I love that. And you know what? I would love for you to tell everybody about your brand new Bloomwell method Mm, before we go, because you guys, it's so good. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. So I just launched um, my signature program, which is called the Bloomwell method. And it is this 12 week journey really designed for creative women who are missing their magic, who are feeling a lot of these things that we're talking about, honestly, and want to reconnect with their truest self, their most creative self. Um, and so it's a one-on-one program. So it's just me and the client. It's not a group program or anything like that. And it is just, it's a marriage of one-on-one personalized life coaching and, um, modules of content and so kind of like an online course and so we dive into anything that the client really wants to see tangible growth in and you get unlimited access and support from me for those um three months and it is just a really really transformative um experience. I, over the last year, I coached over 70 women in different capacities. And I just kept hearing the same things over and over again. And we kept working through the same things. And I was like, why couldn't I just like create something, you know, that, that taps into all of these, um, different, really important topics and that I can give to the client to have even just beyond our time together. And so that's, and from that and my own life experience, that's really where the Bloomwell method um, was born. And so I'm super thrilled to be going through it with clients now. And yeah, that's a little bit about it, but thank you for asking me to share. (laughs) Yes. That is so amazing. So where can everyone connect with you from here, get more information about working with you, all the things? Yes. Yes. So I am primarily on Instagram, on social media. It's at megan.vhill. That's, do you want me to spell it? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a lot of ways to spell Megan. So it's M-E-A-G-A-N dot V-I-G-I-L. And my website is meganvhill.com. And yeah, feel free to shoot me a DM. I would be absolutely more than happy to chat with any of you, or you can also um, send me an email as well. There's, there's links on my website to send me an email. Well, Megan, thank you so much. This has been a really amazing conversation. I know I'm going to be listening back and taking notes. So (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And we just appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Oh, thank you, Hannah. This has been super fun. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.